Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What Do They Know Podcast. Week one is finally here, and the guys will dive into all the action from the games this week, including their biggest takeaways, top fantasy football performers, and they'll also take a look back at some of their preseason predictions and where they stand after week one. As always, don't forget to send in those questions or comments as you're watching the games this week. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we're about to find out what's going on, everybody. This is the What Do They Know podcast. My name is Nick Hoskins with my buddy Jeff Garcia. Hello. I hope you guys had a great week. Uh, Week one is here. We're going to break down all the action today as best we can for you. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. But we're going to get started um, with our with our new segment once again. This is our random thought of the week. Um, doesn't have to be sports related. Just something that kind of caught our minds this week. And I'm I'm gonna let Jeff go because I know he's got a he's got a topic for this week. <laughs> I always have topics. My mind always wanders, especially at work. But um, this week, uh, with this whole podcasting, I was kind of uh, I want to say forced, but I guess encouraged <laughs> to get it like a Instagram and uh, exp- oh, I was forced too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explore. I didn't want one, but yeah. exactly I'm trying uh, to be. Uh, yeah, expand our brand for the brand. Uh, Shout out Pat the, McAfee. Yeah, yeah, for the brand. That's right. <laughs> so it just becomes one of those things where it's like sh- social media etiquette in, in terms of if you follow the same person in, on both accounts, do you? Uh, <laughs> what what exactly do you do? Do you like if they post the same thing on both? platforms you like it twice or are you now a certified weirdo you know if it's, you do that's funny that's that's always been my thing with having facebook and instagram like up until we had this show and we were trying to make sure our show got out there i never had an instagram right because You're like not. you know i watch my wife when she posts something she'll literally she'll post it on instagram and then she'll like copy what she wrote or whatever and then she'll paste the exact same thing on facebook and yeah. I think they even have because they're technically owned by the same company. Like you can post the same thing right. on both pages, like at, like simultaneous. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've never understood the the point of it. To be totally honest, um, I think both of us are just on Instagram to you know for for the show. Exactly, I think that's fine. But I think it's funny that you that you bring that up. I think that's a good a good yeah. A and good like question. like if I see like someone's story on like like Christy, if I see on like on Facebook. Do I now go over to Instagram and see it there? Right. right. <laughs> or do I not do that? I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, eh, I don't think it's the right answer. But yeah. if there's social media etiquette, I would like to know what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let send me know. Your, send us your tips and tricks for, for social media etiquette. That's right. Um, all right. Well, that's a good one. I don't have any random thoughts this week, so I'm going to let Jeff kind of... You're a parent. You're not allowed to have random thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah your thoughts have, are your... I don't have time to have random <laughs> yeah, exactly. thoughts. Exactly. Um, my random thoughts are, are how to properly potty train a two-year-old. That's <laughs> that's where that's it goes. My, that's my random thoughts for the week. Oh, absolutely. Um, but all right. So before we get into to the week one action, we're going to finish off our um, summaries of Hard Knocks. Last week was the final episode, obviously, right before the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really enjoyed it, even though, and I say that like, that way because there was hardly any football in it. Right. whatsoever like it right. was all like you know the, the training camp was over games were over cuts you know they showed briefly cuts you know people getting cut and then people finding out they were making the, the team that was cool to watch mm-hmm. um especially when they tricked the young wide receiver Xavier Gibson and made him made it seem like he was going to get cut and then told him that he had made it that was pretty cool to see um I love the, the behind the scenes from that aspect but I want to say that was like maybe the first 10 minutes and then the rest was just all like them kind of going out as a team, going to see the Michael Jackson show on on Broadway, right. which I thought was hilarious how many of them just really enjoyed it and got excited and were like dancing the next day. And, mm-hmm. you know, people were like, oh, Garrett Wilson reminds me of, of the dude that was playing Michael Jackson. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I'll limber um, and stuff. That's and right. I think I think my favorite part of the show, the one of the few scenes that actually had football in it, was Robert Sala's kind of pep talk to to the team? Yeah, that was the big which, takeaway there, dude. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was pumped up. Like yeah. I was ready to run through a wall after I heard that. I mean, basically <laughs> the premise of the of the of the speech, and I'm and I'm obviously paraphrasing. You know, he he said something to the effect of like, you know, when you after a game and you you're meeting a coach at the 50 yard line, and maybe your team's not as good and their team is good, um, they always say, "Man, your guys play hard." Right. And he basically, you know, said forget you but he didn't right. use that word right. he said i don't want to be guys that play hard i want to be guys that win right and you know he, he was like you know let's let's make sure that nobody says that we play hard anymore and i thought that that was a really really good speech to kind of kick off the season 
um, because they're not, they don't want to be the quote unquote, same old jets. Right. And you hear that so much. I even say it. They're the jets at the end of the day. They're the jets. I'm, 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 you know, one of the worst um, people to say that probably, but right. um, so I thought that that was, that was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I mean, me being like, <laughs> kind of like the devil's advocate, I, my mind just goes to straight up. Who's going to be the first coach that goes up to him and tells <laughs> tells him exactly that? Hey, you guys play hard, just for even if it's right, for Belichick. the giggles, probably Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I would not even be surprised about that. But yeah, just one of those things where it's just going to take him off. And I mean, this show overall exposes all the players and all the coaches of their likes and dislikes and yep. how their ideologies and whatnot. So yep. it. it Put some out there for, oh, for, for sure. scrutiny and and little comebacks that I'm sure are going to be brought up throughout the entirety of the of the season. So and even Chris, to your point, Christy, you know, we were watching the last episode and they showed um, uh, one of the pep talks that were the defensive coordinator was given, Jeff Ulbrich, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Man, you know, he's he's got a bad mouth, but I really I really like him. She's I like, I like so. I like yeah. the way that what he says and the way he coaches. So she, you know, she, he gained a fan in her just from just from the show, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's obviously one of the favorite things about hard knocks is seeing all the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> every other word is basically, Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but part of his vocabulary. For absolutely. Sure. But he, I really liked wa- watching him as well. Um, obviously Robert Sala, I really enjoyed the stuff that, that he said. Um, I, I mean, I, the, we wouldn't be doing our jobs at the last episode. We didn't talk about the UFO story. Aaron Rodgers. That was the creepiest slash coolest story. Um, you know, for those who didn't watch the show, Aaron Rodgers gave a very, very detailed description or recollection of, of when he and his buddies in college apparently mm-hmm. witnessed a UFO um, flying super low. They heard a, an alarm that they, you know, came to find out later was from a nuclear plant that right. was like seven miles down the road. Right. Um, and then they said that once the UFO, like shortly after the UFO disappeared, they heard. Um, you know, fighter jets go whizzing by. Right. Um, so that I can't even imagine, like, you know, we're not going to get into a debate on the show, whether UFOs are our thing or not. Right. Um, his story, man, like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you think otherwise. Especially Um, like, it was, I think it was like around draft time where he got drafted. Yeah. He was staying at his buddy's house, I think in Jersey. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, very, very cool and crazy story. Um, yeah, too. Like you always hear these UFO stories and it's always like about, it's just them as witnesses, but he actually had like he actual had multiple, multiple people. Yeah. Witnesses. His buddy, they all and like his just... buddies, I think brother or something that was, that were all there. Yeah. Um, so that was, know. that was wild. But I'm by <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I am for sure on that story. Um, Absolutely. so overall I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, people have asked me as a jet fan, what my thoughts were. I, it wasn't as good as I expected to be honest, mm-hmm. the, just the show as a whole. I really enjoyed Detroit's, um, last year more, more than the jets, to be honest with you. Um, partly because of Dan Campbell, but Mm -hmm. I just, I think part of it could be, and and this is just me speculating. They didn't announce who was going to be on hard knocks this year until I think two weeks before the show even started because they basically had to force the jets to do it. Right. Um, and you know, they typically announce this months prior like so they so they being um nfl films have time to prepare who they want to do backstories on who they want to interview so on Mm -hmm. and so forth and i didn't feel like there was a lot of a lot of that this time around and i just think that it could strictly just be because of the short notice but um still really enjoyed it obviously you could put anything about the jets in front of me and i'll i'll (laughs) yeah you'll eat it right up um right yeah yeah um all right so that concludes our recap of hard knocks hopefully you guys you know took something out of that or enjoyed it um we're going to jump into a a fan question um that we that we actually got today after the games concluded um from nathaniel um shout out shout out nathaniel um he wanted just plain and simple very very easy question he wanted to get our thoughts on cincinnati this week um obviously they got just, just pummeled by by the browns um so yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. That's well. That's my pick, the Browns. Yeah, so, to yeah. win that division. So, yeah. um, I mean, AFC North type type of games are always dogfights. Um, so the weather I, didn't help anything either. It right, was raining, raining it was miserable there right. pretty much the whole game. Yeah. So I, I mean, that sort of game wasn't really, I guess, out of my expectation of what was going to happen. It's division rivals and AFC North. We like, like I said, but in terms of Cincinnati, you just wonder how how much uh, 
the lost time for Joe Burrow affected him and that that calf. Yep. Um, and if that calf even played a part in in any of the throws he had uh, making today, but in in terms of the Browns, just give I say give credit to the Browns. Their defense showed out and and really put a lot of a uh, pressure and enforced a lot of uh, I guess errors on Joe Burrow's part because he did not have a good passing passing day at all. Three total yards, I think to- it was yep. passing yards yep. like. My, you, less than 50% completion. Me? Yep, That's just not Joe Burrow-esque no, at all. It's not. So, uh, and then to the Browns, I think as, as the game went on, they eased up more or got more comfortable uh, offensively, especially with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he was hovering around that 50% completion rate and then kind of yeah, turned, he, it, turned he, it up a little bit yeah. towards the end. It's funny. I just Before I forget, in the first, I think it was like the second quarter, I saw a tweet, and I want to say it was from, it was either Damian Woody or Ryan Clark on ESPN. Mm. And basically they said, man, that's $449 million of pretty poor quarterback play on display right now <laughs> in the in the Bengals and Browns game because both of them obviously are making huge money. Right. And neither of them really were lighting the world on fire today so that really made me laugh right yeah it's just a dog fight at this point i wouldn't take any stock into the Bengals being doing couldn't agree more scoring three points and that's it i think the outcome wasn't that surprising right Mm -hmm. or because you and i both picked the browns this week in our picks right um but i think the the score the score was surprising like the manner in which the Bengals lost they did Mm -hmm. not look they weren't even competitive no um and to be honest the browns didn't even look that great Right. Um, they played better in the second half. Deshaun Watson seemed to kind of find his rhythm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the game I spent the majority of the of the morning or the afternoon watching in the early slate, so I'm a little bit more familiar with it. But there were four or five throws that I can think off the top of my head um, from Watson where he bounced like he bounced it to to their short wide armed. open receiver, short right. armed it. Um, and so, it, you know, they fumbled at the the. Um, inside the red zone Cleveland did in the first quarter. So like the Bengals had their opportunity mm-hmm. and they just did nothing with it. So the fact that they lost, maybe not that surprising to, to at least to us, mm-hmm. but just the, just the way Wait. they looked. Um, but again, to your point, I'm not putting any stock in it. Right. Um, I think, I think the one thing that I will take away from that game where I think like going, cause it's week one, right? You don't want to be that person that overreacts and mm-hmm. just sounds foolish. <laughs> um, but I think very, the one thing that maybe I will take away from that game is that the Browns defense is legit. Oh yeah. Um, because they looked good. Yeah. And obviously we talked about that in our breakdowns. You brought that up with Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I think he has them playing hard and I think that that's going to be just from what I saw this week. I feel like that's going to be a consistent thing Absolutely. Um, throughout the season. Yeah. Miles Garrett still being there and Denzel Ward over there in cornerback position. I, they had the pieces there. It's just about getting the philosophy input and Jim Schwartz. I, <laughs> there's not really much, many uh, better defensive coordinators who are going to get you over the top on that one. Yep. So, yep. Yep. All right. So good question. Um, we are going to jump over to a segment, a brand new segment. Um, just, and you know, we're just going to title it. What do they know? Um, you know, the, what do they know segment from the, what do they know podcast kind of just calling out some things that, that we'll, we'll make fun of ourselves, right. That we got wrong. Right. Um, but also some things that, you know, obviously it's, it's only week one, but some things that maybe we are heading in the right direction on, right. Maybe we predicted. Um, so I'll let you go first with what (laughs) I'll let you make fun of yourself first. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. No. Um, I mean, we'll start with the Thursday night game with Detroit. I, 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 that was my upset alert yep. uh, Detroit over Kansas City um you listen just, to me can we just talk about that game for a minute okay yeah. so I want to this is unscripted but I, I want to mm-hmm. um that's another game that I that I really take nothing from like obviously I listen to sports talk on, right. my, on my radio on my way to the work the next day and everyone was well are the you know what what's going on with the Chiefs are are the Lions now the favorite of the NFC conference and, oh, I, no. and, and, and I'm like, really? Like, right. come on, guys. And so for me personally, like, that's another game that I don't put any stock in for a couple different reasons. Um, obviously, no Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. no Chris Jones. Um, they just, Mahomes had, he was throwing to nobody out there. Yeah. And everybody that he was thrown to was dropping the ball. Absolutely. Um, totally- nobody, nobody knew how to catch on Thursday night. Um, and, and, and my personal opinion, with all that going against them, Detroit really didn't didn't look that phenomenal. No, they just... they won by one point. It was mm-hmm. a kind of a you know end of the end of the quarter late game drive sort of thing that they had to have to pull it off. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Jared Goff didn't light the world on fire. He didn't do anything <laughs> bad, but he didn't. He didn't. You know, show flash. I here's what I expected. I expected Detroit to win soundly because Chris Jones was not playing. I expected them. You know, everybody talked in the preseason and in the offseason about how good their offense is going to be, mm. and they put up 21 points barely to a team that didn't have their best defensive star and is not known for their defense in the slightest. Right. Um, so I was actually, I left that game underwhelmed with Detroit where I feel like everybody in the national news was kind of like, Whoa, like is Detroit like the next best thing? Right. And I, for me, it was the opposite effect. I, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll be curious to see what you thought. Yeah. Well, for me, obviously I had Detroit winning the North division on that division in uh, that realm. And, but, the way I see it, they're probably still looking at their Kings offensively because they just have so many weapons. How? Because Jameer Gibbs, I, I think we both agree that he's the better rusher yeah. of the two between he's just, him and He's explosive. Like, yeah. When he yeah, got the Mugabe. ball on the outside, holy smokes. Dude, uh, yeah. So fast. And he he's – it was my first look at him, but he's so good at doing that spin move and like uh, getting all that um, – force that they're trying to tackle him with just spun off of him like with inertia and stuff like that and he just takes off from there but to me obviously david montgomery is still going to be there he got 21 touches or rushes um you got the td and then um in terms of receivers they have st brown and uh, marvin jones who <laughs> fumbled for the first time in his career i, I read somewhere yep. and then marvin yep. and then uh josh reynolds so I, I think it's just one of those things where they're gonna have to figure out how to spread it out, I guess, more effectively rather than just trying to spread it out for the sake of it, which I think they were trying to do because they, they were moving the ball until um, Marvin Jones fumbled that ball yep. in the in the red zone, and then all of a sudden they just stalled for the longest of times. So I think it, it's a work in progress, but I, I think they just have the weapons, and they just have too many weapons to not make it work, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think – don't. I, I think both teams are going to be fine. Right. Like, I think I think the offense for Detroit is going to get better. I think Kansas City obviously is going to get Kelsey back. They will be okay. Mm-hmm. But I didn't walk away from that game feeling immensely better about Detroit. Like a lot of it seems like the NFL, the analysts did. Right. No, um, no. I felt like they they underperformed for what they had going you know going with them, um, as far as the, you know the injury and the holdout. But um, side note, can we just talk about how awesome Dan Campbell is? <laughs> the dude went for a fake punt on the second drive of the season from inside. I think it was like his 30 yard line. Yep. And they got it. Yep. Right. I mean, that's just a prime example of why people not even not just his players, but like people in general just love this dude because mm-hmm. he could care less. He's going to play his way. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, the guys, he makes decisions that maybe people wouldn't normally make. But guys, guys love playing for him. Right. I couldn't believe when he did that. Couldn't believe it. I, I, I personally wonder how much he like would attribute that to like being under Sean Payton for a while there in New Orleans. Like, yeah, uh, Sean, yeah. like uh, Sean Payton obviously had that onside, onside kick, kick in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where you you have that uh, persona rub off on you and uh, you, you just play the way you want to and the way you, you, you see fit. And it fits your team, and especially yeah. if your team um, buys in, which I feel like the Lions <laughs> have. So in, in terms of Kansas City, just real fast, obviously I'm agree I'm in agreement with you. They'll be fine. Kelsey will come back. But this is also a reason in terms of fantasy. <laughs> I'll jump into fantasy real quick. Why I drafted Kelsey in the first round. And I think because they have no one else to throw that ball. Oh, to. my gosh. Yeah, th- 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 that was yeah. brutal yeah. to watch for those receivers. So <laughs> it, it, as soon as he's back, I think Mahomes is just going to look at Kelsey all day. Yep. Every day. I agree. So, I agree. But, yep. All right. I totally interrupted you. I'll let you continue on your what do they know, what you got right, and what you got wrong. <laughs> oh, totally interrupted okay. you. Oh, yeah. No. For, that was first point. Second point. We'll, we'll, we'll go with the Saints defense, remember? Oh, okay. <laughs> remember? All right. <laughs> uh, must have that. <laughs> you were dogging yeah, I'm, me. I'm, for... I'm smart. Well, here's the thing, and we can go back to this. We can talk about this until we're blue in the face. We're not right. going to agree. Right. The Saints defense, nobody was disputing whether or not they're going to be good. Right. The fact was, should they be a must have? Right. And right. my answer will still be no. Did I draft them in two out of my three leagues? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Ahead yeah. of you, purposely. Yep. In both of them. You're welcome. But I, I, I will stand my ground that they were not a must-have. Mm-hmm. Do they have a great defense? It looks like they probably do. Yeah. Yeah. They um, blocked punt, three interceptions, yep. bunch yep. of sacks. So I mean, I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. 
They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll put pressure. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give that to you because because they're not a must-have. They're a good defense, but they're not a must-have. I, I I refuse to let up on that. I will I will go oh. down. I will go down with that. Every time they have a good week, I'm going to write it right that's here. Fine. Right. That's fine, and I'll Saints just be reaping defense. the benefits of my fantasy team. I know you will. So that's fine. Uh, I know you will. Let go. What else? What else <laughs> did you get right so far? Okay. Granted, uh, we let's just preface this real quick with we know that this is week one. Right. So what we think we got right now could be completely wrong at the end of the season. Right. Saints just um, but we're just you know we're just gonna shout out what we give ourselves some credit, but also yeah. make fun of ourselves a little bit. Right. A little absolutely. Bit too. Yeah. Another thing, uh, <laughs> Zay Flowers being the number one target there in, in uh, Baltimore, he got ten targets compared to. I think three players got uh, tied for three. I think it was Odell, um, J.K. Dobbins, who's now out for the yeah. year. Uh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. And that was, you know, again, side note, I'm interrupting you, but that was mm-hmm. one of the things that I talked about with Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can they stay healthy? And boom, right away, so starting running back, yep. torn Achilles out for the year. Like, they just cannot catch a break, and neither can he. That's his second season-ending injury in, what, his first four years? I believe so. I mean, the guy is just a stud if he stays on the field, but he just can't seem to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be really curious to see. Obviously, Justice Hill came in, and you know I think he ran the ball eight times, but two of them were for touchdowns. Yeah. But I, I'll be curious to see how Baltimore um, makes up for him because I really do think that he's a good talent. Um and they didn't, you know, they didn't light the world on fire today. No, Baltimore, no, Baltimore no. as a whole, but yeah, I, I feel like the Mo- Lamar Jackson wasn't really trying to run the ball today because he only had like six rushes for yeah. like thirty-eight. And yards. maybe that's part of the new the new scheme. You're with, right with to the protect OC. them a little bit with yeah. Monkin over there, um, because they had three opportunities there, like the two-yard line to get it in. One of them went to Dobbins, and two of them went to Justice Hill. And usually, you see Lamar Jackson just pull that pull that straight into his own gut and uh, barrel right into the end zone, but. Um, when it comes to and like within that five yard line, when you go into the end zone trying to get that touchdown, you're gonna get you're gonna get pummeled. You're gonna get hit. And so I'm 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 assuming that's their new philosophy is try to save Lamar Jackson as much as possible. So um, we'll see how they make up for J.K. Dobbins's uh, absence there. And then the last thing I had to write was the Vikings regressing from their. Uh, I guess undefeated streak of one possession games yep. over there during the yeah, regular both, season. Yeah, we both talked about that. Yep. I think that how funny is that that like they win so many close games and then the very first week of the next season they lose a one score game. Yep. I just think that that's just 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 one of those things you got to laugh at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Jake. But yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry Jake, Jake. But we had to bring it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean they were a 13 win team last year with 11 of those being one score. If you even half of that. If you give them six wins, you you take away five wins from that, they're an eight win team. Yeah, and it 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 becomes a very eight wins that's below five hundred. That becomes a very mediocre type of a yeah. season for especially for Minnesota and their expectations that they have. Okay, real quick, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not trying no, to keep con- going. constantly no. interrupt you, but keep going. I'm gonna one of the things that maybe I got wrong real quick as I'm we're so obviously we talked about we're gonna be recording while we're watching the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. We'll call out some things that we see. Um, last week I wrote that Daniel Jones could be my sleeper. Mm-hmm. In the NFC East, I'll just give you guys his stat line real quick that oh. just pop just popped up on the screen. Oh no! Um, he's three of nine for fourteen yards, and he's got two intercept two interceptions. Money, and he and they just dropped the third. As we're sitting here, they just dropped the third interception. Uh huh. So I, I that could be something that I got scary wrong. And there's still four minutes left in the second quarter. Hey, I mean, credit Dallas's defense uh, because with Michael Parsons there, they'll always get pressure on the quarterback. Um, but uh, this is a sight to behold type, type of thing. And this game, uh, we're getting so off, but I think it's okay. Um, this game, I, I think it just goes to show you how one little thing can completely flip the game. <laughs> Snowball. Um, because, you know, Giants got the ball to start. They were running it down Dallas's throat. They couldn't stop them. They were in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, third and two, uh, Giants got a false start. Third and seven, now they get sacked, and their field goal gets blocked, returned for a touchdown. And the whole yep. game has been completely flipped since that moment. And so I feel like the Giants came in and they were kind of giving it to Dallas, punching them in the mouth with the run game. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's 20, as we sit here, it's 26 to nothing with four minutes left in the second quarter. This game's already over. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just crazy how one little thing, look at that guy. He looks like he's about to cry. He's sitting on the bench. Um, he just, they look, they look defeated and there's only four minutes, you know, there's already four minutes. Yeah. They're not even halftime. Yeah. It's not even halftime yet. So, 
Um, yeah, they're, they're going to need to get to halftime right now just yeah. to regroup in, in the worst way. Yeah. Um, it just becomes one of those things where it's week one and <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, that it's not going to go our way this week. We got 16 more weeks um, to go, but yeah. it's it's not a pretty look. But, yeah. Um, in terms of other things we got wrong, yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan Love. Needing time, I, he he balled out. Yeah, he did. He he, he did. showed We're he had all those years. a little bit later too. He looked he looked great today. He he showed out. He he looked like he had all those years of preparation under him, and he was he was good to go today. Um, so, uh, I I felt like he was going to get his feet under underneath him. It just it was just going to take a while. But so, for him to come out week one and and throw what three TDs, all the credit to him. So yep. way to go, Jordan Love. Um. Another thing, Rams and Raiders. Um, I think we both kind of, un- I guess, underestimated. Yeah. Um, the Rams and the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the Rams. They were on the opposite end of what my lock was for this week. You know, I had this. I had Seattle over over the Rams, and right. obviously got that game way wrong. Um, yeah, especially when Cooper Cup got announced yeah. as as injured. Yeah. <laughs> and going in the IR, and they still put up thirty points. Yeah. That's, that well, that's Sean oh, McAvoy. What, what, and what do they know? Yeah, what are they, <laughs> I was not much we, about the Rams. What do we know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, they, they beat my projected division winners there in Seattle, so it's not a good start for, for Seattle there. But I I wonder how much it was of Seattle, I guess, taking the Rams lightly, especially after the Cooper Cup news, and they're yeah. just, yeah, yeah. yeah we're just going to plan at home. We're just going to stomp on them and get them out of here. But credit Sean McAvey and uh, Stafford to, to put up 30 and – Walk out of Seattle with that W. Um, and the last thing that I want to mention that I got wrong was the Anthony Richardson over there in Indianapolis. He threw the ball a lot more than I ever expected him to, even all season. He had, he, he had 37 in, attempts. In the game for a large portion of it. They were winning in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they put up a really good fight against Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is both of our picks to win that vision pretty handedly. Yep. Um, but they, they hung tight and... Richardson looked the part of a, of an NFL quarterback. And <laughs> I, I thought he was going to take a lot, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, maybe even two years to really develop that arm. But he was accurate. He found his favorite wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., um, who I had as my stay away during our our AFC South segment. Yep. Um, because I, I wasn't confident in his accuracy. But uh, apparently he, at least for week one, he laid those uh, concerns to rest. Yep. So, but, yep. My turn? Your turn. All right. So, things that uh, it appears that I got right so, <laughs> so far. Um, I had Brandon Ayuk as my sleeper in the NFC West. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he went off today. He mm-hmm. had two touchdowns and he had a bunch of catches. Um, so, he looks like he, and again, and they even talked about it on the broadcast. They said, you know, there was a ton of hype around him going into training camp. And so far in the first game, he's living up to it. So, um, it was good to see him, you know, shout out Arizona State. Right. Um, I feel alumni. like there's always something with Brandon, Brandon Ayuk, though. He always yeah. comes in with so much hype, and then yeah. something just happens. Yeah, last year he completely underperformed. Yep. Um, and that's why this year I kind of felt like maybe he had something to prove. And, and it, it seems like, so again, it's one week, but it seems like right. him and Brock Purdy have have some chemistry. Um, so that could be really exciting to see. Obviously, we I love to see him do well as a former Sun Devil. But, right, and if Brock Purdy plays at this level. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that... That, yeah, that's a scary team. San over there. Francisco looked every bit as good as we talked about. Yep. And as ever as everybody has talked about. Right. And I and it's funny because I feel like a lot of people, the quote unquote sexy pick this week was mm-hmm. the Steelers over the Niners. And oh, golly, was that wrong? Right. Um, so the Steelers just and that, that that's I didn't write that down, but just thinking about it, that could be something that I could say I got wrong is Kenny Pickett. Obviously had all this hype in the preseason, right? And he looked terrible, leading but all those drives in the I, preseason. I think yep. that's one of those things that has more to do with the Niners' defense mm-hmm. than Pickett, at right. least in my opinion so far. But uh, Brennan Ayuk seems like I may have gotten that one right. We'll we'll see. Uh, Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield, the connection that I said they were going to have. Nice little <laughs> nice little twenty nine yard touchdown. I that's think he funny. had. Six catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Uh-huh. Um, Baker Mayfield had at least two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, didn't throw for a ton of yards. Didn't have that many attempts, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, there, hey, it goes down as a win. Um, and I obviously had them finishing second in, divi- in the division behind the Saints. So that that is looking, obviously, after week one, looking pretty good. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then the third one, the last one that I, that I will at least for right now say that I got right was just not having a ton of confidence in the, in the Dolphins defense. Um, they got shredded by the chargers. Granted they won the game, but it was one of those things that, you know, they made the play when they need to, I'll give them that, you know, they had the, the chargers had the ball with the opportunity to go down, either kick a field goal and tie right. or score a touchdown and win. Um, and Actually, they just needed a field goal they to win. They needed a field goal to win. You're right, because the Dolphins kicker missed the extra point. Right. Um, so they could have had a field goal to win the game, and the, and, the, and the Dolphins defense made a stop when they needed to, but mm-hmm. that was aided by an intentional grounding. Um, so at, at the end of the day, I still think that the Dolphins defense is very, very, very suspect. Yeah. And, and you know. I, I mean, I, I'd pump the brakes on Miami, especially because they started off really well last year, a five and one, six and one, whatever it was. And then they kind of fizzled out and yep. ended up at what? Nine and eight, I believe. So it's just one of those things where I know that came with a, to his uh, health concerns with his concussions, but at the same time, um, you still have to have those concussion uh, concerns because concussions are things that I guess come up more frequently, frequently as they go on yep. and they yep. keep piling up. So uh, as long as Tua stays healthy, I mean, he impressed me today. He he made he some, looked amazing. He he made some throws yeah. that I I was like, wow, how do you make that throw yeah. type of thing? And I mean, obviously with uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, those types of uh, caliber type wide receivers, so that helps you out quite a bit. But Tua Tua, give credit to Tua because he he dropped some things on 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 some baskets there. Yep, yep. Um, so things that I I may or may not have gotten r- 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 wrong can't <laughs> r- even, r- can't even say it. R- 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 um, the strength of the AFC North again. This is only after Week One, but nobody in that division looked good today. All right, they went two and two, but even the teams that won, um, the Browns didn't look that great. Um, the Ravens definitely didn't look that great against the Texans. They should have blown them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Bengals lost, and the Steelers got thumped by the Niners. So that was obviously, I talked about that potentially being the best division in football and the jury is definitely still out uh, on that. So I think I got that one wrong. Um, we already talked about the Rams. I was not high on the Rams at all. Had them losing in my lock this week. Um, and they came out and proved me wrong. They probably heard, uh, they did. They probably heard, they probably listened to the podcast (laughs) and they said, we got to prove this guy wrong. Um, well, yeah, bullet board material. That's exactly what it was. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, McVeigh. <laughs> McVay, um, I'm here every week. And the last one, I wrote Keenan Allen because he was my stay away in the AFC West. Yep. Um, and again, more, and I'll, I will say this: like, yes, I got it wrong. He had a great week, but more for him, it was always because of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of those guys that I never really expect to make it through a, a season. Right. When he's on the field, he's dynamic. Um, but he's just he had he's kind of like J.K. Dobbins. He's never been able to stay healthy, at least the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he stays healthy, it looks like he and um, Herbert could have um, a pretty a pretty good connection. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, Ken Allen, real quick, I, there was a couple of plays there where he just made Xavier Howard kind of like <laughs> force him to uh, take some penalties, hold, hold pass interference and stuff like that. Keenan Allen was like on it, even yeah. though he's going getting up there in age and injuries. He, he still has that. Yeah. That it factor. Type yeah. Of thing. He made Xavier Howard look, um, not, not great. Not, yeah. There were like, we were, we watched the second half of the game and I can say just in the second half, there were four or five penalties mm-hmm. on him for illegal contact, holding pass interference, whatever. So, right. um, yeah, he definitely struggled and Keenan Allen, you know, definitely put, was, some, put some work on him oh, at, yeah. at some point. Won that battle. Um, so those are we'll do this every week. Um, you know, it'll constantly be changing what what it looks like we got right or wrong. Um, right. Just something fun to to add to the show. Um, so I guess to kind of wrap up at least the the actual team element of this week before we go into fantasy, um, fantasy football part of it, uh, we'll just do our big takeaways. Um, what really stood out this week? We kind of obviously talked a little bit about some of them already, um, but we'll, I'll let you go first. Just some some things that really stood out to you. Um, after after week one, yeah, the 49ers midseason form. I, I think that was just impressive to me all around. Even though I had the Steelers finishing last in that division, I still had the Steelers being at least competitive. The 49ers just being that good, and Brock Purdy kind of like putting to rest all those arm concerns with his uh, UCL uh, repairment. Uh, I, I thought that was really like a statement when, um, like, we're here, we're, we're, we're the sexy. Uh, 
Super Bowl pick for a reason, yep. and, and we're going to prove you guys uh, wrong. And then also, um, in terms of, um, I guess, the Ravens, uh, the, to add to the fact with J.K. Dobbins, I think Marcus Williams, their safety, I think they fear he has a torn pec. Oh, so, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, uh, I was... I was reading on their injuries and Golly, yeah, man. they they they're starting to that team starting to pile up on week one. So uh, <laughs> I know that was your Super yeah, Bowl was pick. My Super Bowl, pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So not uh, feeling great about that at right. the moment. So uh, we'll see where they go and how they how they come out because that that as you said that division is now I feel like winnable, especially for them, especially with how the Bengals kind of came out a little rusty. Um, Steelers maybe they they need more time with Pickett to kind of get uh, the offense flow in there. And then Cleveland, I feel like it's a, it was going to be a crapshoot with uh, Deshaun Watson seeing, seeing how he um, goes about each each and every week and how, how his, I guess, his throwing performance, passer rating and stuff like that um, develop over the course of the year. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the a- AFC North, it, it'll be interesting to see how that whole uh, division plays out. Yeah, my big my big takeaway was the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, watching that game, being invested in that game as a Jet fan, um, they just they scare the crap out of me. They look like they could <laughs> literally score any play of the game. Right. Um, Tyree Kill is just a force. He's just so fast. Um, he blew by Tua, everybody. Yeah. Tua, you know, we kind of we kind of joked in our breakdowns that you know Tua throws a ten yard slant. You know, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill break it. But he made some throws today on the run, uh, one in particular where he was scrambling, running up in the pocket and threw it, I think, 30 or 40 yards downfield, yeah. just perfectly in the hands on a dime, on a dime to, to Tyreek Hill. Um, and that was, a, that was a great, great throw. And so mm-hmm. I think the Dolphins are going to be a problem this year. I really, really do. If Tua, if Tua can stay healthy, um, I think that they are going to be a difficult, difficult out. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have speed like I've never seen before. <laughs> um, and I, and, you know, we talked about their defense. I don't know how good their defense even has to be. Um, right, you know what I mean? Like, it, cause exa- prime example is today. They gave up, what was it? 30, 30, 34, some odd, thir- 34 points yep. and they scored 36. Yep. So it's like, you know, they, they're going to be, they're going to be an issue. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be depending on health, because if you lose someone on that offense, all of a sudden that defense is going to look even worse than what it looks like today and all of a sudden you're in trouble yeah and you know if they get a running back like they want to so if they if they were to hypothetically trade for jonathan taylor after those four weeks i mean my goodness like because we were watching the game today and they were trying to run it and just nothing was happening i looked at you and i'm like they just need to not run the ball right like they just they they have no problem passing it Mm -hmm. they just need to stop running but if they were able to add that to to their their repertoire i mean my goodness they're they're gonna be they're gonna be scary good. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, they're gonna um, present problems there. Now, yeah, I mean, was the Chargers defense really that good? Who knows? That remains to be seen. It could have been a, a you know when they play a, a good defense like the Bills or the Jets or you know maybe the Niners or whoever. Maybe it's a different story. Right. But as of today, the Dolphins look like they're gonna be a a big problem. So that was my that was my big takeaway. Other 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 than that, I just thought it was a weird week. I thought that, I mean, obviously it's week one. You come in right. with these preconceived ideas of teams based on last season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of it didn't play out that way. Like some, a lot of the teams still won, but like Philadelphia struggled. Cincinnati obviously lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think there were some other teams that, that, that really, um, they're, oh, Seattle. We already talked about them. You know, they, they lost. And so I feel like a lot of the quote unquote good teams maybe didn't play their best football today. Right. Um, and, you know, we talk about the product of having one less preseason game. People say it takes two or three weeks of the regular season to actually warm up and to get the actual product that you, that you come to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was a weird week. I thought that a lot of like, you know, from a, you know, we're going to transition here shortly, but from a fantasy perspective, there were nobody really blew up. There were tons of low scoring matchups. Um, I just felt like it was kind of a, a, a weird week to, to start out the season. I felt like it was a lot of unexpected, um, Results right there's a few heavy I guess home run hitters like a like a Tyree killer or <laughs> I guess anybody in that in that game in general that Chargers on uh, Miami game but yeah everywhere else it was very clunky in terms of offensive uh uh I guess play yeah um in scheming but I, yeah with with the shortening of the preseason game uh, I feel like it's how many years have we had three preseason games like 
Four it's not five? not a lot. I want to say four or five years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You would hope that the players kind of get, I guess that that feeling of knowing you only have three preseason games now to ramp up rather than the the four that used to be there. Yeah. So, but yeah, in terms of week one, you could definitely see there's definitely a lot of, uh, I guess, um, wanting of to be perfect, but then they they just aren't there yet. There's a lot of timing issues and stuff like that. I th- I feel like even the Detroit game, someone was doing a jet sweep and it hit them right off their arm. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things where it's just timing and, and execution that I, I'm sure will get corrected by week five midseason type yeah. of thing. So well, that's when it gets to the nitty gritty and you'll, you'll start seeing the good teams start starting to separate themselves. Yep. Um, all right. So we're going to transition to the fantasy football part uh, we wanted to just go over some standouts and also some busts um i'll let you go first okay yeah standouts so tyree kill uh, need i say more that guy just runs past by everybody just, yeah, like what 240 yards i think 10 yeah. catches something like that i mean just something just, ridiculous just blew up yeah i think i was probably facing him in one league i was I just gonna say i was fortunate enough to uh, play him um and i got crushed in that league so thank yep, you yep, yep. yep i think he scored like 40 points against me yep. so shout out to whoever had him you did well i had him last year and <laughs> honestly Tyreek Hill, as long as he has that speed, he's he's dynamic in every way, shape, and form. That guy was just blowing by every every corner he, that you put on him. Yep. So um, Tyreek Hill was a standout there, and then Michael Pittman Jr., who proved me wrong as as a I'm I'm not even sure if it's him or it's Anthony Richardson more so that proved yeah. me wrong type of thing. But Michael Pittman Jr. actually really balled out today and. Uh, he had a little bit of a slow start. I, I think I started watching it like in the second quarter, and that's when he started. He got his first catch, and he ended up with like <laughs> eight for um, close to 100 yards on the TD. Um, so Michael Pittman Jr. was was uh, a surprise to me. Um, in terms of bus, <laughs> I had a must have of Drake London, <laughs> mainly because uh, I thought that. Um, combination with him and Desmond Ritter and um, that connection they had last year was going to carry over a little bit, but Desmond Ritter kind of didn't have to do much today. They scored 24 points and they only allowed 10 to Carolina, but so Desmond Ritter kind of took that backseat to, I guess, Bijan Robinson because Bijan Robinson had that receiving touchdown and then they kind of just ran it down the throat with uh, Algier on uh, the rest of it, who had like 20 plus rush attempts and 75 yards and Two TDs on my bench. Oh, I think he had 15 attempts, but on your bench. Yep. Way to go. Thank you. Way to go, Tyler. Thanks for that. <laughs> but yeah, him and then Jamar Chase. Obviously, that Bengals offense. Yeah. You, you, uh, Nobody in the, in Cincinnati did much of anything today. Right. Right. And I mean, I think he was going like projected to go like number two. Jamar Chase right behind Justin Jefferson. Yep. So you you were hoping at least or projecting for that top overall production from Jamar Chase and. You just didn't get it. Uh, obviously, you don't know how much that was because of Joe Burrow's injury. But at the same time, it's the same trio he's had for numerous years now. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, and Jamar Chase. But also T. Higgins, he got targeted eight times, had zero receptions. Yeah. That, that's crazy to me. So uh, I think there's something going on with Burrow. I'm not sure if it was his offensive line or he just wasn't getting didn't feel comfortable. But Jamar Chase... Um, was definitely a disappointment, especially with what position you, yeah, you know, probably yeah. took him at. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. A um, couple standouts for me, obviously Jordan Love. Um, you know, he was projected fourteen points. He ended up with twenty three, um, so he played great. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson. He, I mean, the dude had eight catches for one hundred and thirty yards in the first half. Uh, I think he he only you know he kind of had a slow second half. He only ended with with nine for a buck fifty, but right. I mean that's still a phenomenal week. Right. Um, and then the game's not even over yet. But I wrote Dallas defense um, because <laughs> and this was as of the end of the first quarter they mm-hmm. had twenty eight fantasy points. Yeah. And that you know they had a blocked a blocked field goal, ran it back for a touchdown. They had a pick six, and I mean they're just sacking Daniel Jones left and right. I mean it's just it's twenty six nothing at halftime right now. It's just crazy. The the he. he Daniel Jones just look, just looks lost. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it's the the Dallas defense played is playing currently just phenomenal, right? Um, but I wanted to bring up a, a funny point that was texted me today, um, and basically uh, he said like, "Hey, why are all my guys that are blowing up on my bench?" <laughs> and so I thought that that was so funny because I feel like that's a pretty 
common issue mm-hmm. um, after week one because, you know, we have these guys in our starting lineup that, again, you draft them high, you think that they're going to have all this value, right. and then you draft your bench guys. You don't really, you know, you're kind of just trying to fill a roster. Right, just trying to find the low. You have guys that go off that maybe right. maybe it was a fluke, but maybe it, that you know they're going to be one of your one of your guys that you need to throw in your starting lineup mm-hmm. um, going forward. For me today, it was Tyler Algier from um, Atlanta. I had him in two out of my three leagues. He had um, two, t- two, 75 yards and two touchdowns mm-hmm. um, on my bench. And <laughs> so I'll be I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to start him again next week. But if he, if he blows goes. up again next week, then maybe we'll be having a different conversation next week. But yeah. um, I just thought that that was really funny that that um, that he said that he was like, man, like why why is my bench blowing up and my starters are just getting crushed? Yeah, week one is always such a funny thing in terms of fantasy because you don't know you obviously you have an implementation of like new offensive coordinators and new offensive and defensive coordinators and, and it just creates match matchups all over the place that teams can take advantage of and <laughs> things that you think are going to uh, be in your favor actually aren't right. So it's just one of those things where, especially with running back committees like Tyler Algier and uh, Bijan Robinson there, um, you just don't know how, how it's going to play out. Like Detroit with David Montgomery and uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, like I said earlier, we think Jameer Gibbs is probably the better rusher, but with David Montgomery producing at, a level where he's scoring TDs, they're not going to really take him out of there. Right. At least they have no reason to, unless he starts fumbling the ball in the red zone or something. But it's, it's week one is just a lot of feeling out what how things are going to play out. And honestly, with running back communities, I don't think you ever find no. the answer that, that no. you really want to want to have anyway. So yeah. <laughs> to, to that person just stay patient well and that's the, you know it's gonna be a headache all season oh yeah you're always gonna have that but i feel like week one is is where it's the worst oh yeah because you'll have guys it, it, it'll be a complete surprise um but i feel like that's what makes fantasy football so fun is that every and miserable mm. um because every week you'll have that guy on your bench that went off for 20 points and maybe could have won you your matchup yep if i started him exactly so. exactly um, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it, in, um, you know, guys do it every single year. It's why I'm addicted to it. Um, <laughs> right. All right. So we will, that's our, our fantasy aspect of the show. We're going to wrap up here um, by just doing our picks um, for next week. Uh, if we just recap last week real quick with our, with our picks that we considered our locks, like our definite games mm-hmm. and then our upset picks, um, Jeff was two and zero. He had the Jags over the Colts as his lock, and Ayo. the Lions over the Chiefs as his upset. Um, I went one for one and one. Um, my my lock, the Seahawks failed me big time, <laughs> and my upset was the Packers over the Bears, which went very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this week, I'll let you go with with your picks. So for upset, I got the Ravens over the Bengals. Yep. Um, Bengals favored by three. Bengals favored by three. Um, pretty sure it's in Cincinnati, but. Um, I know the Ravens are going in there with injuries with J.K. Dobbins and and Marcus Williams now, and we'll see what what who else shows up on that injury report. But um, I think the Bengals are going to take going to need a little bit more time to get that uh, offense offensive flow going. And I think <laughs> the Ravens, although they struggled a little bit, they still still score like twenty well, five points yep. on Houston. So at least they have some positives to go in there, and it, it just becomes one of those AFC North battles like it just happened with Cincinnati and the Browns. Um, it's going to be a dogfight, and I think the Ravens are probably going to be a little bit better prepared and just uh, come out with that W well, more more than likely, hopefully, for my my own pick's sake. And then for Locke, I got the Bills over the Raiders. I know the Raiders won today, and I'm still, I, I want to say, underestimated. They didn't look great. Right, right. Garoppolo did not look good at all. Um, no. I mean, I don't know if it's more, again, more of a testament to how how good the, the Raiders played or how bad the Broncos are. Right. Because, the Bron- again, you know, we could have a whole segment on the, the Broncos and the expectations for them this year, but they only mm-hmm. put up 16 points with a new coach, new offense, you know, quarterback guru, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the Raiders – I'm not a believer. I guess, uh, I, I, guess yeah. I say all that to say – I'm just not a believer yet in the Raiders all right, at same all. Here, so uh, Bills a little bit more proven. So I'm yeah. I'm definitely locking that uh, the Bills over the Raiders. Okay, um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not feeling great about either of my picks now after watching the first half of the Sunday night game because both <laughs> both of them are involved. Oh, um, oh no, in my picks. So I, I I mean, who knows? But 
Next week, um, for my lock, I have the Giants over the Cardinals, Oof. which Oof. I'm not feeling terrific about the Giants right now. Uh-huh. Down 26, nothing at halftime. Right. So we'll see there. Um, and my upset, I have the Jets over the Cowboys. Those Cowboys were favored by three. Mm. Um, again, we haven't seen the Jets play yet, right. um, but the Cowboys defense looks very, very good. And obviously we know that the Jets offensive line is an opportunity. Um, so that those could be, I could be Oh, and two next week. Um, yeah. I, I, but we'll, we'll see though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things where the, it's the strength of the Cowboys and the weakness of the Jets. Yeah. And it's just going to be one of those things like where matchup thing. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it might be a nightmare matchup yep. thing for the Jets. So we'll see we'll how see that what happens. Up. Yep. All right. Well, week one is in the books. Um, I am so happy that football is back. I can't even tell you. Well, Saints won, so I'm. I'm the Saints. Won. I'm we didn't talk up. about the Saints at all this week. Uh, are you surprised? I, would you like to talk about the Saints? Not really, okay. <laughs> because they didn't look that good. To be honest with you, they didn't look that great. Yeah. They, they came out with a W, but there was a lot, definitely a lot of mistakes, especially along that offensive line that really had me. Uh, I guess making me nervous, especially left tackle with Trevor Penning. Uh, Trevor Penning. So. Um, uh, we'll we'll just wait till next week, see how they look, and if they start showing. Who do they have next week? Carolina, um, right? Or no? Who do they have next week? I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I was just living in the moment of beating Tennessee. One week at a time, Nick. Come on. Well, they're on Monday Night Football next week. I know uh, that. Are we really? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to look. Real look, look We're real just going to look. Okay. We're going to look and see who they play because I know they're on Monday Night Football. Um, where want to see. Yeah, the Panthers. They're, at, they're at Carolina. Okay, so. So that Car- should be a win. I would think you would hope so, but you would hope so. We'll see. Especially with well, that defense against the rookie rookie quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I, I'm. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that that'll yeah. be a good win. But we'll see. All right. Well, obviously, I didn't have any Jets gear to wear or to not wear this week because they haven't played yet. Obviously, I got All my right. hat on, but um, we'll see. I might be in a great mood next week, or I might be in a horrible mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week with, with a, another recap of, of week two, everything that we saw. Um, this is obviously a new format for us. We're not doing the breakdowns. We're kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't. So if you have any suggestions, please feel free. We're not going to take it personally. We want to make sure that the show is enjoyable, enjoyable and entertaining and informational. So if you guys have recommendations on a cadence or like a structure or what you guys think we should talk about, I mean, text us, email us, message us, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are more than willing to, to hear recommendations. We've already had a, a couple thrown out to us. Um, and we, we appreciate that very much. So, um, we're figuring it out kind of on the fly, but hopefully you guys liked week one and, uh, we'll, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next week for week two. See ya. Thanks for listening to what did they know podcast? Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.